person in us to live his life through us. That's the way Christianity was designed to live. And it will not work if you're just saying, God, help me. God doesn't want to help you. He's not interested in helping you. He's interested in replacing you. He's interested in saying, listen, if you will step back, I will step forward. And I will live my life through you. So you go to these meetings. I mean, I hate to say it. I went to this pastor's meeting this week, and I was wanting to run out screaming. And here's why. They were saying very sincere things. They were talking about having a burden, you know, for their city. This is another place I went. And I was thinking, man, I'm glad I don't have to just try to wear myself out having something that God hasn't given me. I'm glad I don't have to feel bad that I'm not. They were feeling bad because they didn't feel burdened enough about their city. That was a good heart attitude. It was sincere. But I just felt like it was just the same old thing. It's the same old Christianity that I've lived most of my life. It's what I do. You know, I've got to please God, and I know God wants to save our city, so I better, I've got to do something. I've got to please God. I've got to work so hard to be doing this thing right. And that wears you out. Instead of saying, no, Lord. And they asked me to say something. I thought, my God, if I said what I really thought, they'd hate my guts. And all I said, well, you know, Jesus is interceding on the throne, so I guess that's, that's what y'all feel. <laughs> that's all I can say. I was glad to get out of there one week. <laughs> and they were great men, honestly. I really admire them. I'm just saying I'm real sensitive to that. Um, we can't be uh, preoccupied with the power of God and ignore his personality. I guess that's what I'm saying. So I think before you, you, you teach on a lot of the gifts of the Spirit, you really, really need to talk about God's personality just a little bit. Um, Paul was just telling his people, hey, man, Christ is alive in you. He wants to live his life through you. Um, you know, and for us, maybe it was the tongues or maybe it was, you know, the manifestations of the Spirit. But you go back to the Presbyterian, and I'm not picking on them, I'm picking on them because I was one. Maybe for them, it's, you know, whatever they do that they really think is wonderful. Bible study or, you know, prayer or psalm assemblies and all these things that they thought, this is the thing, you know. If we do these things, you know, this is what's wonderful and this is what's spiritual. And um, I'm not saying none of those things are not, but I'm just saying if God's personality is not expressed in you and through you, what is the deal here? I mean, seriously, what's the deal? Who wants that kind of Christianity? Who wants a Christianity that you're doing all this stuff, but nothing's changing about you? And you're still the same old guy, and you're trying to work your tail off, trying to do right and be right, and you wind up getting more out from it. I don't want that. And I don't think that's the Bible. I don't think it's nowhere near the Bible. Turn over to Ephesians. But you see, I think the enemy has used, has twisted us and and made us religious about all this stuff about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ephesians 5, 18. Let me just say, you know that song with the, in that scripture where the Spirit of the Lord bears liberty? You know a better translation of that? Where the Spirit is Lord bears liberty. Where the Spirit is Lord. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Is Jesus the Lord of this church? Is He Lord here? Does He have complete control here? And I just think, well, Lord, you know something? You know, we can sing that song all day long. I can sing it all day long, but if He is really not the Lord in my life, there's no freedom in me. 
as bound as hell without him being my Lord. Because I, apart from him, Jesus said it, apart from me, you can't do nothing. Nothing. But, you know, if I am abiding in him, and if I'm going to abide in him, guess what's going to happen? He's used to being in charge. He's going to come and say, I want to be in charge. That's the first thing. I'm going to be in charge of your life. And he's going to start saying things and doing things through your life. And there's where real freedom is. See, we think, oh, if I let the Lord have his way, it's going to be hard on me. It's going to be difficult on me. You know, he's going to make me do something I do not want to do. But that is not the truth. Because with him being Lord also comes the, the desire for right living, righteousness, and the desire to do the things that he's called you to do with your life. You know, it's not just, all right, you better buckle down and get with the program here, buddy, and white knuckle it and force yourself through this thing. That's not the Christianity I'm talking about. That's not grace life. It's not, you know, you having to just beat yourself and make yourself do something. It is God releasing God's desire in your life and God enabling you to do the things he wants you to do. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what that song really means, where the Spirit is Lord. You ask yourself, no, this is don't throw it on the church, that's about your personal self. Is the Spirit Lord in your life? That's what Paul was saying. Christ is in you. Christ is the chief. He's the main person. He's in charge. And I think we need to really ask ourselves those hard questions. Because if, if he is not Lord, then don't expect to live the grace life. Don't expect to have the abundant life. Don't expect to have the joy unspeakable that the Bible promises us. And I'll tell you, that's why we don't. But I'll tell you why, how he can be Lord is by you allowing God to fill you with his spirit. Okay, and this is why I'm saying that. Are y'all with me? 5.18. It says, and this is a great scripture. It's been used many times. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Okay? In other words, if you're dr whatever you're drunk on, okay? If you're drunk on anger, guess what's going to control you? If you're full of anger, anger is going to control you. Right? Is that right? If you're full of wine, why, you know, that's why drunk people can, you know, you can get a guy and get him drunk who may be the most shy guy in the world, but all of a sudden he's drunk and he's running his mouth. He's got things to say. Right? Because the wine is controlling him. So whatever's controlling you, are you with me? And that's why Paul said, be filled with the Spirit. He wasn't saying it just so you could speak in tongues, but you can do that. And I'll tell you something, when we get to it, you'll find out there has something to do with the control of your tongue. And the, you know, I don't want to get down that track. That's a whole other track. But I do want to say this. If, the, if you're filled with the Spirit, you should be controlled by the Spirit. He has control of your life. That's what he was trying to say. But be filled with the Spirit. Don't be filled with wine. Don't be filled with the intoxication things of the world or anything else. Because those things, whatever you're filled with, is going to control you. And what the Bible's trying to teach us is be filled with the Spirit. Don't be filled with criticism. Don't be filled with anger. Don't be filled with drinking. Don't be filled with drugs or whatever your big deal is in your life. Don't be filled with what, looking at pornography. Because those things will control your life. But be filled with the Spirit of God and He'll control your life. And that's the only way your Christian energy is going to work. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It is not going to work. And the parts of you 
that God has control of, that part of your life will work. The parts He doesn't have control of is not going to work. That's the gospel message I'm telling you this morning. Okay? And so what happens is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, your Christian life becomes natural. It becomes very natural to forgive. It becomes natural to love. It becomes natural. It's just as natural as you don't have to muster up something. You don't have to go and say, I'm going to have to fast for three days to forgive this idiot who, you know, hurt me. Because you have to, because God's doing it. He's doing it through you. It becomes a natural thing. Now, that's a real good indication of being filled with the Spirit. Does this make sense? And I'm just telling you, if you want to see God's blueprint for living the Christian life, that's what it is. And I will say to you this, and I can without question tell you this. Any other way doesn't work. I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough patience. It just is not going to work. I can't do it. But God never meant for me to do it. He never meant for me to forgive. He never meant for me to love. He never meant for me to accept anybody. He meant for Him to do it through me. He meant for me to get filled with the Spirit. Let Him control me. And Him do it through me. That's the design. That's the blueprint that God has given us. Does that make sense? I mean, it's very biblical. So I don't want to pursue any of this other stuff anymore. Here's what I want to pursue. I want to pursue this person and say, I want you to live your life through me. I want you to live your life through me. And you know what he may do? He may think, well, I think I want to speak in tongues through you. And if you're a Presbyterian, you may have struggle with that. You know, or he may say to some real exuberant, charismatic person, I want you to be still and just shut your mouth for a while. They may have a hard time with that. You know what I'm saying? But if he's in control, do you get what I'm saying to you this morning? I really want you to see this. Jesus is saying, I want to be in control of your life. I don't want you to change. I want to make an exchange with you. And once you make that exchange with Christ living through you, then, and only then, will you change. That's the gospel for Christians. And the Holy Spirit was given to us to do that. Because the Bible is real clear. He takes the things of God and reveals them to us. Amen? That's the end of the story. That's, the end of my, that's my story. That's my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. That's how you have abundant life. Okay? Amen? Now, who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I mean, sincerely, God-given, gut-wrenching, wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand, stand up, let's ask the Lord to fill, fill us. And remember, we're asking Jesus to fill us because Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God. We don't have to beg and please fill me, Lord. And I, as you know, that's a, everybody's heard these teachings about being filled. It's a continuous action. It's not a one-time event. you know. But I, I want to ask you to do something. I really want to ask you to do something. I want you to lay down your preconceived notions about all of it. I'm serious. I want you to lay it down. I don't want you to get this one thing. If you're asking Jesus to fill you this morning, for this moment, you're saying to him, I will let you be in control of my life. Because if I'm filled with you, you're going to be in control. So therefore, I am, I'm surrendering 
I'm surrounded. I'm putting up the white flag this morning, and I'm going to let you live your life through me. And this is great. This is what really surrender real means. We think, oh, it's some terrible thing, you know, we've got to surrender. It's not something you have to muster. It's, it's coming to this revelation. I'm helpless. And I'll tell you something. Here's what I want. I want you to come to that revelation the easy way instead of the hard way. The hard way is when you get ground down so bad you can't stand it no more. That's the way it came to me. I got where I just couldn't deal with it no more. I was about to go nuts. I mean, I was ready to run away. You know, I was ready to hop a train somewhere. Take me out of here. Get me, take me, free me from my misery. I was so miserable with all my stuff and my trying and my efforts and what I could do to please God and what I could do to overcome my issues in my life. And I'll tell you this morning, there's one reason God will fill you with your spirit. It's because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, and he's been made Lord and Christ. And because of that, we as believers have a genuine right for him to fill us. Amen? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Because you are the King, you're glorified, and we don't have to do anything else, Lord Jesus. Not a, other, not, a, not a thing. Lord, just like we receive the feeling, just like we receive forgiveness of sins, just by faith in what you have done, this morning we're beginning a new life with you. We're beginning a new road, a new time, a new season with you by saying we believe because you have been exalted, we can receive the Holy Spirit. And that's the only reason. There's no other reason. And we ask you to just give us the Holy Spirit, each one of us individually, we ask you to take control of our lives, take control of ourselves. And, Lord, we wanna, we, we're going to give you that control. We're going to get out of the driver's seat, and we're going to get in the passenger's seat and let you take us where you'll take us and let you do what you'll do. And, and Lord, we believe there's going to be joy, unexpressible release. Amen. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, this morning. Fresh, Fill these people afresh with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Just come on them. Just come on them, Lord. And if you have a desire for tongues, and you ain't, if you haven't spoken tongues in a long time, go ahead and start speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Just let it flow out of you. It's a wonderful thing. And I can maybe one day in a couple of weeks we'll talk about that in detail. But just let it. You can, you can talk out loud to God right now. I'm giving you permission in this church to talk out loud to God right now in your and the tongue, the native tongue that God releases to you. Because I believe God wants to give people in this room the gift of tongues because some of you really desperately need it. Because you've got issues in your life and you, and you don't know how to pray. And the Bible says the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us because we don't know how to pray as we ought. Well, that's why we can pray in tongues. We can just let Him pray it. So just go ahead and let your tongues roll. If you haven't used them in a while, let them roll. Don't worry about offending anybody. I'd rather people be offended than be messed up. Let it roll. Let real freedom come out of your life this morning. Let real free. Let the real free man express himself through you. The free man, Jesus. He's the only one that's really free. Jesus is free. And we will never find real freedom until we let him have his way in us. Real freedom. Let the tongue... I mean, look, I'm, I know I guess I'm focusing on tongues a little bit, but it's okay. I just feel a need for it. And here's one thing I saw this morning. 
I feel like, you know, what Chuck was saying earlier about, you know, the Lord really wanted to help people, is I saw the Lord, I saw an ark, that God wants to place people in an ark. You know, and the ark is what protected people, you know, Noah and his family during the crisis that the earth went through. And I believe God wants to place some people in an ark this morning, protect you of, of the things that are happening in the world. Amen? And I, if, that's really what Chuck was saying. You won't be disgraced. You will not be ashamed. But God wants to put you in an ark right now and protect you from whatever's going on in your life. And all you got to do is just let Him place you there. Amen? Let Him place you there. Let Him place you there. Thank you, Lord. We're going to finish on the hymn.